You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Morning show at East Coast. Going to talk about doggies. Uh, Pete Weatherburn, our vet from Bray Vet. Old Connie and Bray is here. And uh, Pete, I asked Stuart Clark when he was on. No secret that you uh, have come from the United Kingdom here a long, long time ago. But you're no longer a European citizen, it seems. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. I've been here for for nearly 30 years now. And um, I'm still a British citizen. I could become an Irish citizen very easily. I just have to cough up the thousand quid and go <laughs> and go through all the paperwork. And up to now, it's one of those things didn't didn't matter at all because we were all Europeans together. But um, after Brexit going through like that, well, I will be carrying on um, with the process because I'd, I want to carry on being European. I don't want to be um, only Scottish, only British. Although, having said that, Declan, you could be independent. It could <laughs> it, maybe in a year's time, I could be Scottish and um, European because that's what they seem to be saying in the newspapers today. Is that that yeah, possibility still holds 51% out. 51% uh, in, in the latest survey in favour of independence is not really that much and there won't be any move for five years anyway, will there? I don't know. Nicola Sturgeon seems to be pretty set on doing it. I mean, last I was in Scotland last time there was an independence referendum and the interesting thing was that the reason why many people voted against independence of Scotland. Because they were because told they, by Cameron were, and Brown that if you do that, you'll be out of the EU. And they wanted to stay in the EU, so they voted to stay with England. And now look what's happened. Cameron Brown said the only way you'll remain in the EU is by voting to remain in the UK. Yes. That's, that's what it. they said. I know, it's ironic now. But uh, the Scottish people bought it, so it, should you not say tough luck, you know? I, I think you should say, let them have another say on the basis of the new evidence basically. Okay. Mm. Let's not uh, go into all that stuff. Anyway, <laughs> we're delighted to have you in Ireland uh, adding uh, to what we do here, Pete. So thanks very much for, well, 30 years, it sounds a bit stupid saying it. <laughs> I lived here longer than I lived in Scotland now, that's for sure. <laughs> Anyhow, doggies. Uh, lots of people get maybe a new dog and puppies and things and obviously there's the, the chewing the furniture and the, the doing all sort of stuff on the carpet and all that sort of thing. But mm. often bringing the dog uh, for a walk, brand new puppy, and they see other dogs and they just get terrified so what's the best thing to do with a new puppy like that well the best thing is to start very young and that means believe it or not the breeders should start with puppies when they're just two weeks of age they should start them getting used to new experiences and other individuals and that means other dogs um like um, within the household obviously so there's no risk of infections um and also they should get used to people and um other objects like televisions and radios and microwaves beeping and all that sort of stuff so the process starts from when puppies are very young of getting used to the rest of the world um, and if they, if they don't get adequate socialization um, then what happens is when they grow older they remain frightened for the rest of their lives and that's actually one of the very strong arguments against puppy farms because typically in a, in a traditional let's say bad puppy farm a puppy could be in a concrete pen with its mother and its mate and it could meet no other people or animals at all until it goes to its new home and it could be 10 or 12 weeks old at that stage and if that happened the puppy would be emotionally scarred for life because they would be so frightened of everything because they'd, they would have gone past that golden period of, of easy getting used to things and if they go past that period without meeting new things um, their natural instinct is to be fearful. And studies have been done that puppy, puppy farm dogs that have been deprived like that in their early days 
even as one, two, three-year-old dogs, they remain fearful of people and, and other animals. Anyway, to reverse that, if you bring the dog into the home, it's obviously loving home with lots of care and attention, and it's mm. obvious to the dog to, to maybe feel less uh, fearful of various things. Does, does it diminish? I mean, can you bring the dog out for a walk? Well, the, be the best thing to do is... As soon as you get the puppy, uh, um, get take advantage of the socialisation period and and get the puppy used to as much as possible in a very gentle, calm way. So make sure that you meet other friendly dogs. Uh, make sure that you um, when you go for walks, make sure that the dog has pleasant experience experiences with other dogs so it doesn't get frightened thing is if a dog has a traumatic e episode let's say if another dog actually attacks it and, and hurts it that puppy will be emotionally scarred and that can be very difficult to, to undo because they, they, they can remain f frightened for, for for their whole life so it's just like some people if they have a bad experience uh, with a dog when they're a child they can be frightened of, of dogs for their whole life as well dogs are no different to us in that way so if you have a dog that's grown up and is now terrified of other dogs then it can be challenging uh, and that fear doesn't necessarily mean the dog runs away from other dogs, it can actually present as aggression to other dogs. I was just talking to somebody earlier on today who was saying that their dog, whenever they go out with a dog on the leash, it lunges towards other dogs in a very aggressive way. But she feels he's frightened more than being aggressive. And I think she's probably right. The dog is terrified of other dogs and it's learned that the best way to make other dogs go away is to appear aggressive. And if they do that, then the other dogs go away from them. So they've learned, that's just kind of learned behaviour. So if you have a dog like that, it's very difficult because you've got a lifetime then of... of, of not particularly enjoying going for walks because every time you see another animal your your dog goes berserk um, so you can deal with this it can be sorted I'd always say the best thing is to, to, to work with somebody who's a professional behaviourist who really knows their stuff and they can give you exercises to do but the kind of exercises that you might do for example would be you might go for your dog with, on a walk with some really tasty treats and then now and again you tell a dog to sit and stay and eyeball you and do that for a few moments and then you give them a treat and they would then learn to sit and stay and eyeball you whenever you give the command and then whenever you see a dog coming close you'll get the, your dog to sit and stay and eyeball you in other words not to focus on the other dog at all and then the other dog will then go pass by hopefully without your dog reacting in any way because they haven't been concentrating on them and then perhaps in the fringes of, of, of their eyesight they might actually notice there's a some other thing there and they, they'll also remember actually that dog didn't attack me and so over a gradual long-term time they'll become familiar with the presence of other dogs and things will start to get better. Right, I'm going to bestow um, human characteristics on the dog. Yeah. Here we go, you love all mm -hmm. that when I do that. But does it make a difference to the terrified dog whether the other dog is taller or smaller? Um, that's not human characteristics. I mean, I think one of the interesting things these days is that what used to be called anthropomorphism, which is bestowing human characteristics on dogs, that now is regarded as common sense. And... Um, a lot of the lot of dogs do an awful lot of things that we humans do, and it's it's no longer thought to be silly to suggest that they do. So, yes, um, if a dog has a bad experience with a big dog, it's more likely to be frightened of big dogs. If it was a, a little gurrier of a chihuahua that attacked them, then they're likely to be frightened of chihuahuas. So, all that sort of stuff applies. Um, right? Does gender make a difference? Uh, does neutered and spayed make a difference? All yeah, those sort of things. Gender has a complex difference. We used we used to simply say that if if a the male dogs male hormones made dogs aggressive to other dogs, so therefore if you castrate a dog, he's less likely to be aggressive to other dogs. Well, that, that that opinion has now changed because of this fact that fear is often the reason why dogs are aggressive, and 
testosterone, the male hormone, is um, gives dogs confidence and makes them less frightened. So what that means is that a neutered male dog may actually be more frightened of other dogs and because of that reason maybe more aggressive to other dogs because it's a fear-based aggression uh, you can see it's pretty complicated right. <laughs> <laughs> indeed so the number one advice is uh, no a dog that's already damaged a dog is already damaged I'd, I'd really say you should go to behaviorist to get some good quality advice for your particular individual dog because it does vary from dog to dog and that would be well worth your while doing otherwise you're going to have this problem for the entire life of your dog okay and a new dog new puppy start off plenty of gentle socialization never let them get frightened or fearful as long as they're calm and relaxed then give them as much socialization as you can very good. Thanks very much indeed, Pete. Thank you, Declan. That is Pete Weatherburn. We'll keep him. We are not exporting him uh, back to uh, <laughs> outside uh, the EU, the, the UK. So thanks, Pete. Thank you. Uh,